welcome to the Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpod. And I really am, I'm like the Ferrero Rocher ambassador. I really am this week. I've, I've, I'm spoiling you with an abundance of, of podcasts. And you're going to get even more excited when I tell you who this week's, or rather this particular day's special guest is. You, you crave him, and, and rightly so, He's, for he, he speaks golden words in his beautiful, rich speaking voice. It's Carbon Mike. <laughs> Hello, Carbon Mike. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a very uh, very nice intro. <laughs> so far, so no, good. Have you have you heard the the Dick discussing you yet on our podcast? No, I have not. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think you'll be quite amused because um, I, I think I'm gonna have to challenge him to a duel. Is that uh, is this the kind of? <laughs> Are we going to have to do pistols at no, dawn? No, I don't. Uh, no, no. He was, we, we both love you, as as everyone does. And But I think you'll enjoy the conversation because I, I, I talk about how basically what you've made me realize is I am actually black. And we, and we go into the details about. Jesus. The, yeah, no, stop. Don't laugh. Don't let, don't, hey, hey, blood. Blood. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't laugh. I, I tell you, if this were, if this were Apocalypse Now. Yeah. I realise I would not be the Martin Sheen character. Mm-hmm. I would not be the Marlon Brando character. Mm-hmm. I would be one of those black dudes with the with the bandanas. No, maybe the guy's in the dugout. Wait a minute, would smoking you... loads of weed <laughs> you, wait, through the barrel you, of the gun. That be, would be me. Would you be Larry, Larry Fishburne's character in the uh, in the in the patrol boat? Remember yes. that? that was yes. That, yeah. The, the... That is me. I am Larry Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. Get it well. Um, get on the get out that automatic weapon and start hosing down lefties. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would. Do you know uh, one of my one of my friends from, from Breitbart um, got his doctoral thesis writing about um, river patrols in Vietnam. Ah, uh, yep. Quite a yep. good subject for a thesis, eh? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Anyway, the Brown Water Navy is what they used to call it. That's right. Do you, do you share my fascination with the Nam? I, I don't. I mean, I. Uh, we Englishmen of my generation, I think, you know, Dick is the same. We just the now we can't get. And we, I, I, I think it's a very interesting the, war. The thing was, mm-hmm. we grew up in an era of VHS or even Betamax rental videos. From you know, when we were growing up at teens, we had no, we had no kind of teen life. We just sat at home watching rental videos and so watching yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But a, an important part of our education were were NAM videos. Oh. I've seen them all. That's Although I tell you what, I I, I hadn't seen before. Mm. Um, well, I suppose it, it hadn't come out when I was a teenager. Yeah. And that was the that Mel Gibson movie. Um, you know we, the one? Uh, once once were soldiers, once were warriors, something like that. You, yeah. Yeah. We about the Asha, about, about the the, uh, the thing in the the campaign in the Asha Valley. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I, I didn't think it was the best. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I just thought, and, and, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm cribbing here because I know that somebody I read on Twitter who was ex-military made this criticism. They said, look, soldiers in action do not expose themselves in the way that all the, all the grunts were exposing themselves yeah. in this particular movie. Yeah. And I, I know part of the point was this was the first major confrontation between the U.S. Army and the the NVA. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I just thought it was a bit a bit unrealistic. Mm. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen that movie. I've um, and I haven't even heard that much about it. But I've kind of I'm, I often I spend a lot of my life on on media blackout as far as movies uh, are concerned. But um, but I have I tell you what I have seen that you I don't know if you've seen this movie uh, Hamburger Hill. Yes, it's not my favorite, but I. I um, Maybe I should go back to it. I just remember it being. Well, I tell you what. What I do remember, the one standout line I do remember from that film, is that they have a a text appear on the screen, don't they? And and the text says uh, is a quote from a either a Viet Cong or a North Vietnamese army person, saying that what they used to do was they used to shoot an American, and then they'd wait until his buddy would come and come and um, 
treat him, try and rescue him, or apply for first aid bandage, or whatever, yeah. and then they'd shoot him. Yeah, and they'd shoot the next one, and the next one, and the next one. I remember that. So, mm. but that was that was how the film felt. Just watching watching grunts get tragically wasted. Yeah, yeah. No, but but I mean, it was. Uh, I liked it just because um, it kind of it kind of had more of a view of the the. I don't know the the um, the camaraderie and and kind of how the how the, the how the soldiers interacted with each other um, when they weren't on patrol. And I well, thought we that like was all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the interaction between yeah. them and, and some I of the agree. racial stuff. It was I think it was really cool. Um, yeah. It, it, funnily enough, and this is this is quite a kind of quite a segue here, but uh, I think it just about works. Have you watched a an Israeli TV series called Fauda? No. F-A-U-D-A. No. It's on Netflix. Check it out. Check it out. I will. Um, it's, F-A-U-D-A. It's brilliant. Okay. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's now in its third season. Whatever you do, do not watch the dubbed version. Okay, it, yeah. Dubbed I, don't, I don't like dubbed versions of anything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely use the subtitles. Yeah. But what's, what's really fascinating about it is because it's made by Israelis, not by not by some wussy American politically correct, you know, uh, what's, what's the one about the, about the girl who gets, comes back and she's um, from the Middle East and we're not sure whether she's a double agent Homeland. Okay. Home, yeah. Homeland, which is yeah. based on his, on Israeli series, but, but that's got a kind of uh, an Americanish take on, on the Middle East. This is a kind of worm's eye insider's view. And what is very clear throughout is that the, um, Hamas and and you know the the the, the people on the the, the the Palestinian terrorists and and the people on the West Bank generally have much much more in common with their Jewish enemies than they care to admit. You know they seem that they they eat the same diet pretty much. They they they, they live in they're, they're used to the same arid climate. There's just just culturally. Well, they are well they are both Semitic peoples. I mean. Right. So that people's to the book. And 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 the fact is, I think it's a saying from it might be saying from over there that the worst kind of fights you will have are, you know, the fights with your brother, with your cousin. Do you know what I'm saying? So so it 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 it, it kind of it kind of makes sense, you know. Um, Yeah. No, it would be like you and me having a fight. It would be vicious, (laughs) wouldn't it? Because we are basically, that's the thing. So let's never fall out of carbon mine. I think think mother always liked, uh, mom always liked me better. Go on. (laughs) The the point, the the, the relevant point I remember, which which prompted my segue was was this, which is that uh, after about the second season, you know, the the, the plots are really quite similar. You're fairly familiar with what's going to happen next. But what what appeals to me about that series is the camaraderie between it's it's about a an Israeli undercover squad whose job it is to kind of take out terrorists and rescue people and stuff like stuff like that and they they all speak fluent Arabic and they all they all pass as Arabs I mean they they they, they really do uh, but but the the camaraderie the brotherhood the banter. The, the way they look after each other, like almost like lovers. It's it, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. So yeah. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I well, like, I like hey. uh, series like, yo, tell me. No, no. I was just going to say, Hey, we just, we just plunged straight in there. Didn't we? We yes, plunged we in there like, like Neil Ferguson <laughs> going to his, going to his, uh, his mistress's, mistresses no actually she comes to him doesn't she she, she does. leaves her marital home she, she does her, her 1.9 million pound mm-hmm. we we are on the wrong side of the political argument clearly are we not clearly i mean, I the mean money I, is with with the lib the liberals yes i mean I, I well first of all i mean listen i'll take what i i'll take what i get right it's like you know the cosmic justice i've learned over the years that cosmic justice often works like this is that it, it's not it doesn't come down for the thing you think it's going to come down for so um you know this guy um you know single-handedly tried to destroy british agriculture um what well, i say tried i mean you know w- whether it was whether it was intentional or not the fact is that he right he he, he destroyed uh, british british agriculture um you know uh, uh, inflicted untold misery on farmers up and down the nation, uh, you know, fomented panic, um, was wrong on 
everything and uh and had the nerve to you know to wave his his computer generated guesswork under the nose of the government and kind of worm his way into into um into the graces of of you know high ministers of the government right and didn't have the integrity put it that way didn't have the integrity to stand by his work and what does he get taken down by some sordid little affair <laughs> I mean, being a hypocrite, yeah. you know, being a fraud and well, a liar. Know, I, mm. Yeah. Uh, although, how sordid was it, really? I mean, I mean, what one could get all sort of morally judgmental. Um, I, I mean, I'm really glad. It I'm is. Really listen, glad listen, listen, listen. It's sordid. It, it is sordid. All right. I'm sorry. You know that, something? Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to be. <laughs> sorry. It, it's like she's married. She has two kids. You know, she's got no business traipsing around the city. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. just no. It's 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 unseemly. Yes, no, you're, no. Actually, you're right. You're right. I suppose what I'm thinking is that yeah. we can we can focus too much on the on the immorality or whatever, however you want to put it of this guy having an affair with this married woman. Oh, even I see if what she's you an mean. Open married. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, but it is, isn't it? I said this in an article. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like Al Capone being busted for, not for the St. Right. Valentine's Day yeah. massacre, but for. For tax evasion. That's right. That's right. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you I'm, saying that with with uh, with uh, Toby. Yeah, with Toby Young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it just strikes me as wrong. There's there's a there's a piece in the the Telegraph today mm-hmm. that somebody pointed out to me by Paul Newkey, their global health affairs correspondent, or some ridiculous title he's got. And I see the Telegraph is advertising that you can you can sign up to get daily bulletins so that you can be given the up to the, up to the moment information on coronavirus and, and, and what's happening. And this guy is saying that, that uh, uh, history will judge Neil Ferguson kindly. And I'm thinking if that is, if that really is the, the take home of a conservative newspaper, you know, that, that not, not okay. So you, you get columnists, like Sherelle Jacobs taking my line. But but the point is that the the news agenda of the Telegraph is still is still working hand in hand with the government's agenda. Yeah. So it's basically relaying official propaganda to its readership in the guise of being objective news reporting. Yeah. Now that strikes me as well worrying disappointing for, for, for those of us who used to work at the telegraph when it was a conservative newspaper but but really really quite scary i mean i i'd hoped this was going to be the turning point this this but by accident that the the fact that ferguson's been caught with his trousers down would give the government the excuse they need just to distance themselves from him and just perform a u-turn on the disastrous policy which was inspired by his dodgy study yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's what I think. I again, you know more about what's what's go- going on over there than I do. You have more context, but it strikes me that look, they've got to be very they've they are of course aware of the optics of this thing, and they are also aware that they have they have to be aware that they have just about stretched the British public's patience to the breaking point. But at the same time, being bureaucrats, being a government, they they also don't want to be seen to make an abrupt U-turn on the back of this thing because then how would that look? You know, it's like, well, oh, you got right. So so I think, you know, that I read some uh, some excerpt, some headline that said apparently from Monday they're going to relax the uh, the restrictions. That you know, they're going to do this. They're not they're not going to do this all of a piece they're gonna they're gonna kind of stage it out to make it look like they didn't get caught out there um but they know they got caught out there they know that and they and they know i think they know very well that they're sitting on a powder keg right now like it's you know again i'm i'm always amazed by the by the tremendous civic patience exhibited by by the british uh people um by the public uh in in the face of in the face of things which are frankly outrageous, um, and I think I think your but government think has so? to be aware that okay, we we we, we gotta we gotta turn this around because it, it's, it's it's it could get ugly. Go on, sorry. Uh, I love your faith a in the British people, um, which I don't think I share anymore. I think that they have revealed themselves to be a bunch of 
snitching, cowardly panty waist tossers. Frankly, you keep, just, bu- you I, keep I, bundling I it all. You keep bundling bundling in all the classes with this. This is this is these. This is the urban kind of middle class kind of. Uh, effete elite. It's not, not just no. It isn't. You, you, know, you right? don't think so? No, it's not. No, really. No, I totally don't. This has been one of the tragic re- revelations of this this whole business. I mean, this we thought last year, me included, that that Brexit was the great litmus test, the great separator of the sheep from the goats, and that you could decide somebody's judge somebody's soundness based on where they stood on Brexit. You know, did they stand for independence, sovereignty? Uh, a, a, a proud, a proud future uh, as, as the kind of maybe as the the Singapore of, of Europe. Or did you want more government regulation? Did you want more, more uh, faceless officials and so on? Brexit is now completely meaningless. And what's what has shown shown it to be meaningless in my eyes anyway, is that a lot of people who voted Brexit and advertise the fact that they're Brexiteers on their Twitter profile yeah, and such yeah, like yeah. are actually COVID bedwetters. Oh, in fact, oh yeah, that, and that that particular yeah that particular constituency, I would say, surprisingly, because I would have thought they were better than this, are the the working class, the the sort of the the blue. Right, no, actually, that's the American terms. And the, sorry, the 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 working class constituencies in the midlands and the north which lent their vote to boris johnson believing that he was he was their best chance of delivering brexit but mm-hmm. these people are now and they have an authoritarian streak they actually believe in the power of government they you know they, they just didn't want they just didn't want eu government but it wasn't that they didn't want big government that was my mistake that was the mistake of people like me and martin durkin and all those kind of the, the libertarian strand of, of 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 Brexit, who believed that you know it would give us a chance to be a to be a freebooting economy and and to reduce regulation and so on, we were we I now realise a minority. Actually, the bulk of the Brexit voters were working class authoritarians who didn't necessarily want less less government. And that's sad. I, I don't I don't get that sense. It look what you're saying may be true. We get a skewed view of anything by looking at it through the online lens, by looking at it through the social media lens. Now, I will admit that that um, uh, certainly here in the U.S., uh, I'm seeing that a lot of people who I thought were sound, we didn't have a litmus test event like Brexit. But um, I am seeing a lot of conservatives uh, who I thought were sound uh, definitely, definitely turning into kind of bedwetters. There's, there's one or two people. There's one guy in particular I'm very disappointed in who writes for the American conservative. Oh, tell me. N- name the name. Name the <laughs> Well, I have to say Rod Dreher. We don't have to. No, well, no, I mean, it, it's fine. But, you know, Rod Dreher, D-R-E-H-E-R. Um, like, I don't know. I think this is, like, I always thought of this guy as like a righteous cat. You know, he's a southerner. Um, you know, he um, he wrote very compellingly about a family member who uh, who had a terminal illness and, and the kind of the... the the divisions in his family and kind of like their work as a family to kind of repair some of that. And, you know, he, he wrote this book called the Benedict option, which I think is very much misunderstood, but a very, a very relevant book right at this time, very much needed. Um, you know, whether or not you're a Christian. But what you're saying, fact. he's dead now. He's, 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 <laughs> he's, dead, he's, to he's dead to us. He's <laughs> well, toast. Well, well, no, I'll tell, tell you who else. Is... Well, yeah, go on. Sorry, Karen. No, I, I was going to say, you know, the, um, yeah, he he seems he seems to he seems to buy in a little bit too much to that to that we have to we all have to be terrified and if you if you leave your house you're killing people type of thing, and it's like um, yeah. I, I I don't know I don't know what happened to him <laughs> I don't know what happened to him um, but uh, I, I tell yeah. you what happened tell what, me. No, I know exactly what happened these um these plants came down from outer space oh Jesus and they fire these kind of spores <laughs> and they turn you into the- into pod people. Into pod. I've seen the movie. I know. I, I, it, it happens. I've seen it. They even get Donald Sutherland at the end. I was just going to say, Donald. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, here's a, yeah. no, here's the thing. Um, it's look, everyone, I think the 80, 20 rule really does apply. We don't need a hundred percent of everyone to be, um, to be kind of rock ribbed libertarians, um, live free or die. We don't need that. 
um, in the same sense nice, that it, well, it, it it might be nice, but but maybe not because maybe look look maybe maybe the the, the saying that it takes all kinds to make a world maybe that really is true. In other words, society only works because large numbers of people get up every day and do the same thing and do it well and do it reliably. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm not inclined or, and as a matter of fact, I'm very disinclined to, to kind of, to down talk those people, even if they have bought into government propaganda about, about how frightened we should be about COVID-19 or whatever. I'm, I'm not inclined to down talk them because of that. The people, the people who I'm going after are the media people who set themselves up as the guys who are going to tell us what's going on. And because th- those are the ones who, who are responsible for, who are supposed to view governments and their ministers with, with, with skepticism. Those ones are supposed to be asking difficult questions. You know, those ones are supposed to be kind of pushing back against official narratives and what have you. And by the way, I got, I got to get something off my chest. You know, speaking of people who've set themselves up as, 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 you know, askers of questions and, 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 uh, speakers of truth to power. You know who's, you know who's really dead to me is, well, first of all, well, the feminists were dead before, but now especially they're dead to me. All the online feminists, all the essay writers, all the Jezebel.com people, the people who, who, um, who saw patriarchal conspiracies everywhere. Yeah. Right. It's it, it's like I remember, you know, as a kid. Right. So my mom's a registered nurse. She's retired now. I remember. So I remember reading her medical books. I remember learning about the human body. Um, I remember her telling me about about um, about, you know, when a baby's born and how a woman's body makes this thing called colostrum, which is like the the, the very first milk that 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 uh, that is let down and how that's this that this colostrum is this like miraculous substance that like kickstarts the baby's immune system right and how it's and how that's so important and i remember my outrage at seeing these 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 stupid online feminists talking about how um just because just to say that it is better for a woman to breastfeed her baby from birth just saying that it's better is misogynistic and 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 is is a um yeah. is some kind of patriarchal conspiracy to keep women in some kind of position so they they saw these conspiracies Everywhere in music, in movies, in Shakespeare, right in the classics. Okay, and now the governor of New York State tells you get your ass in the house and stay there until you're told otherwise. And what do they say? Okay. And by the way, don't touch anybody. And I'll be watching from a drone. And by the way, we're gonna have an app for you to download on your phone, so I could I could keep tabs on you and who you talk to and how close to them you get. So watch it. And what do all the feminists say? Okay. Where 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 are all the feminist protests against 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 having having um this epidemic mansplained to them? I thought science. I thought all of science was a patriarchal conspiracy, huh? I, I thought it was all just 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 a power game that men were playing to keep the women in the house. Little did I know that all that was necessary is for Andrew goddamn Cuomo to say, get your ass in the house and don't come out until I tell you. Huh? And 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 right. and, and so, so let's leave them aside for a second. What happened to all the trans activists to whom biological reality was just a power game? Huh? It was just it's a, a social construct. Basic biological fact was a social construct. Huh? What happened to all these people? Oh, I don't, you know, all your rules and regulations and da 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 da. And I'm, you can't tell me how to da 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 da. And I'm, I can define myself. They define them, their asses right back in the house when, when the authorities said, get your ass in the house. Huh? All, all the, all, all the, all the screeching harpies that were talking about bodily autonomy. It was never about bodily, you know what it was about? It was about self indulgence. And now because they're afraid, because they're scared, they can indulge themselves by following orders, by gratefully accepting the leash and doing what they're told and snitching on their neighbors. That's who I'm down on. Never mind, never mind people who, you know, live in, in, in middle America or live in the regions on your side of the water. And, 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 you know, they watch a certain amount of TV and therefore they're, they're getting this thing, you know, over and over again and, and they, and they buy into it. You know, I, I, I got, you know, I got some time for them. But these people, the revolutionary socialists, whatever happened to the socialists who saw capitalist conspiracies everywhere? Huh? Everything was a conspiracy of, 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 of the capitalist against the working man. 
Huh? And now when when big government teams up with big capital and tells everyone to stay at home and says, well, Walmart can stay open, but the local hardware stores got to close. Huh? And you can't and 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 you and you can't buy seat. What happened to all the anarchists who wanted to go live on a kibbutz and plant vegetables and what have you? What happened to when 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 the governor of uh, what's it, uh, Michigan is it closes all the all the uh, all the garden uh, stores? So you can't sell people seeds, huh? You can't buy seeds in the store. No public, no public. What did she say? Uh, Whitmer, what, what, what the uh, that governor's name? No, no public gatherings. No private gatherings. And all these people who've been bending my ear for goddamn ever about conspiracies and this and that, people who thought 9-11 was an inside job and this and that, and they're all plotting against us and what have you, silent, silent in the face of being ordered inside your houses and, and, and being told to await the downloading of this app that's going to track everyone you get close to. Unbelievable. Yeah, so, so I that's, know. So, so, how, so that's, how frightening yeah. is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, look. You understand. No, no. I, by the way, I, I agree with your rant totally. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not moving on because I. I, I think you're mad, and I disagree with you. Um, the. What do you make of these? This tracking stuff. In fact, I mean, let's talk about. Let's yeah. talk about yeah. conspiracy theories, which probably aren't aren't a conspiracy theory. Sure. I mean, this this whole this whole. It's a power move, isn't it? By by people like Bill Gates, by the the sort of big pharma, by governments which want to be able to track us and and force us to have injections whether we like it or not and how do we fight back against that because at the moment it seems a lot of people seem to be happy to be railroaded into this this new authoritarian world that i don't think i voted for and you voted for no absolutely not well here's the thing here's the thing i i because i because i i have a a different perspective about well first of all these kinds of efforts are be to are to be resisted utterly that's that's without question so nothing 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 you hear me say should be taken to mean that we should uh that we should acquiesce to this to this nonsense um they should be resisted utterly and i'll go so far as to say to the death like no you're not gonna track me wherever the wherever i go no you're not no you're not it's like and if it it comes down to it it's gonna have to be a fight no but i also don't i'm also kind of i am also somewhat of peter hitchens's opinion that a lot of this is down to um panicky bureaucrats and not too sinister um, sinister moves by either government or capital. Like, in other words, big capital is sinister because it's big capital. Um, but, but it's, it's kind of inherently sinister as opposed to, as opposed to being kind of, uh, uh, uh actively plotting against. I mean, and, and the, the only reason I say this is because again, having been in the, in- the industry that I'm in, right? Software industry. Um, you come across a lot of big capital people, especially when you work for startups for most of your career. Like, like the, the, you know, you end up you end up sometimes in the same room with 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 venture capitalists and, and and people of that ilk. And the fact is that most of these people are not that bright. <laughs> I mean, they're just not. <laughs> you know, it's like they're not. I mean, again, that what you mean? They're just lucky. They're just luck. They're just lucky. Well, well, well one, they're they're exactly they're just lucky. They 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 cropped up at a particular time in history. Uh, they made some good deals, and they had some they had some luck. And and look, to be fair, they worked hard, and that that's what it is. No one, you know. Yeah. Um. Now, in in retrospect. You know, when when they do when the when the fawning technology press does the interview, they'll say, oh, how did you know exactly what to do and exactly what time? And they'll talk about how well, you know, I saw that. <laughs> da, 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 da. But in, in reality, if, if you talk to an honest venture capitalist, for example, he'll tell you it's like no one knows anything. No one knows anything. No one knows what's going to make one company a hit and another company fail. No one knows. More than half of all startups fail. More than half of them. Right. So I mean that's big capital for you. The the, the mm. few the few that that go platinum pay for all the other ones. And by the way, that's the same model as um uh, uh as 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 um as big media. I mean Hollywood movies, things like that. We were talking about movies earlier. You know, more than half of all the movies th- th- that are made that are ever made fail, like lose money, and the blockbusters pay for all the yeah. other ones. So if these people were so bright, if the if these people could organize such far-ranging conspiracies that, you know, if they could do that, then they could they could organize uh, re- more reliable profits. 
but but they can't because they don't know anything. So now, again, that doesn't mean they're not to be resisted because like their ideas, the thing is, they really do have terrible ideas. And and also, you know, we don't need, it doesn't need to be the case that all of them are conspiring. You could just have a couple of worm tongues in there who really do want to bring about some kind of totalitarian thing and know how to surf on the wave of money and power and influence to get what they want. In some sense, I think that's that was Neil Ferguson's thing. I mean, I you know, Again, that's just that's just an opinion. I don't have any facts to back that up. I just I just have this sense that that constitutionally, again, you talked about this with with Toby Young. Not that he's sitting in a room rubbing yeah. his hands together and cackling with glee, but just like, well, that's that's what he is. That's that is he's an element that if you drop it into this thing, it's exactly he's gonna he's gonna say, well, of course we're gonna we're gonna destroy we're gonna destroy the the, the farming industry in Britain. You know, the sooner the better. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, no, no, I. Do you, know. do you think? Mm. Do you share my view that this has been this this pandemic and the the hysteria, the fake news hysteria that's been generated, uh, and the media's complete failure to ask the government ask governments the right questions or hold their policy to account, yeah. is really the MSM's last. It, it's over now. It's Armageddon for the. You, you, we've seen that they're. Their sales are collapsing. Their credibility is, is collapsing. Their advertising is collapsing. I don't see any way out out of this. I mean, okay, so you'll still find, for example, in my old paper, The Telegraph, yeah. you will find s- some brilliant columnists. But basically, they're controlled opposition. They're, they're, they, are, they are right-wing voices within a context of left liberal Big government, um, Silicon Valley is 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 a good thing. Values, and they're not representing people like us. They're not representing, I think, that the ordinary people who, who who actually need guidance on what's really going on. They're not they're not doing their job. The the, the mainstream media is not fit for purpose. That is that is certainly correct. But here's the thing: I don't think we should count on mainstream media simply falling over. They need to be pushed. OK, like this is this. Right. Is, I think that that okay. our side, our, our side tends to lose because, you know, when something big like this happens, we're like, ah, oh, this is their last stand. And then like we forget that with a big enough engine, even a brick will fly. OK, so and and there there is effectively unlimited money behind those enterprises. So mm-hmm. we shouldn't count on just because their 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 credibility is at rock bottom. Well, we think it's at rock bottom, but who knows? <laughs> Could they go any lower? Maybe. Um, okay. When nine eleven happened, there were a lot of people saying this has got to be the last. This is such a colossal intelligence failure. This has got to be the last gasp for the American intelligence apparatus as we know it. Was it? No such thing. Right. So we, we shouldn't we shouldn't count on watershed moments like this to the, the, to me what this is. In other words, this is what, what, what we what we would be doing is we would be taking events as strategy, you know, events which happen to go our way. OK. Or an event which happens to go our way is not the same thing as a strategy. It's not the same thing as a move. Right. Uh, uh, you know, our enemies receiving a setback is not the same thing as us having advanced the state of play. We have to actually advance the state of play. So while I'm delighted that, for example, Neil Ferguson has been has been uh, publicly caught out, um, I'm very much aware uh, that that now is not the time to, I mean, you know, certainly we should celebrate, but it's like now is not the time to just kind of to rest yeah, on not that. Not to okay. rest on our yeah. laurels. We, no, we, we got to push, we got to push because because this, because that sh- what that shows us is the edifice is weak. What that shows is is the, the edifice of scientism is weak. Um, so, you, you know, we got, we got to push on that flank and, and push all the way. Sure. Like, oh, is the, you know, the, the, the computer aided guesswork that resulted in this lockdown? Well, that was a disaster. Well, again, because still we're, we're only starting to have the conversation about, about how terrible this software really is and, and how, and how, um, how can I put this about, about how divorced from proper working practice these people are. I think we, we and that we can do a lot to pound on that in a way that ordinary working class people can understand. Let me give you an example. Um, you know, I've done these explainers where 
you know, I've, I've talked about, you know, different issues, uh, you know, I've talked about the virus, I've talked about uh, aversion control, what have you. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily expect that, 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 that cats who don't write software for a living and have never written software are going to jump into this with both feet and get and get the whole context. You couldn't drop me into their working environment and expect me to get context right away. But there are touch points between the two. For example, everybody knows about standing by your work. You know, if you talk to them, if, if you talk to working class guys in, in any country, in any language, they know that if you're a man, you stand by your work. Right. If you, you know, my uncle used to be a welder. He used to weld in all kinds of places. Uh, he was very good. So he got jobs in like nuclear subs and, 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 uh, and power plants and, and, uh, and places like that. And, you know, when you, when you're welding in that environment, they inspect your work. And the first thing they do is they, they look at your welds and then your welds will be x-rayed. Okay. They'll be x-rayed. But here's the thing. If they look at your work and the work is ugly, it's like, do it again. Like, I, I might, I'm not going to bother x-raying this. Maybe it's metallurgically sound, maybe not. But you know something? Grind it out and do it again. It's got to look good, and then it's got to be good. So, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 everyone knows, the, the, has an instinctive sense. You know, every every man who does real man's work for a living has an instinctive sense of, yeah, man, the supervisor's going to come by and take a look at what you did. And he's going to look and say, mm, this, yeah. you know, but, this on. looks like shit. Yeah. Can I just pause you there? Yeah. I, I think you're, you're, you're kind of... Well, I'm kind of disappointed because I what I've been hoping you were going to say was that the time has come for you and me to put on our bandanas to to strap <laughs> um, uh, fifty cal rounds oh, over our over our shoulders. I, you probably have to carry the fifty cal um, because I'm buggered if I can. I just haven't got the got the size or strength. Um, put put some some. WP some Willie Pete grenades round up, you know, strap. Make sure they don't go off because that would be awful. When they do that, they just burn you, you like really horrible. And you have to cut off with the bayonet. Uh, and we just go in there and we just take out the MSM. But uh, I know, but but seriously, for a moment, you're saying we can't just just rest on our laurels and and watch the mainstream media die on its feet because it won't. But right. but uh, actually, I'm not sure that writing interesting articles about Sorry, being being a bit, you know being a bit sarcastic at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that writing articles about programming for kind of working class people who might otherwise not get get it is going to cut it. No, know? not it's not going to cut I, it at I, all. Not going to no, cut it at all. Right. Then, no. so so what what do you reckon we can do to push the destruction of the MSM? Because I, I tell you what, I think I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm increasingly going to. Well, basically, it, it's dead to me. I've already stopped. Any association with the BBC, yeah. I just I just will not do stuff for them now. And and and, and this is quite quite new for me. I mean, five years ago, mm-hmm. I would have leapt at the chance of doing a BBC program. The BBC is the enemy. I think I think all these shows are the enemies. And and actually, when you try to treat with them, I, I mean, I, I know Toby Young will take a different view, but actually, I'm with Paul Joseph Watson on this. You mm-hmm. you just you 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 effectively endorse them yeah you know you yeah. okay so you might be reaching a, a a wider audience but you are also endorsing a product which is poisonous yes so i'm not doing the bbc i'm not doing okay probably if if the mail or the sun calls me to do a piece but they won't i mean increasingly these days because they're they're so people like me are, are just we're beyond the pale as far as the MSM has come, become. And it's not because we've suddenly drifted rightwards. It's because they've drifted leftwards. Yes, yes. And I think I think that the way we, we do this is mm-hmm. just by forming communities like I'm doing on my new Patreon page mm-hmm. and just move off the grid, as it were. Well, that, oh, that's... Or off the plantation, well, if that's the phrase. Well, don't, don't start. <laughs> don't start that shit. Yeah. No, no, but, but, that, no. but that is it, isn't but, it? I well, mean, well, but so here's the, the thing. The MSM is the plantation, basically. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, yes, but mm-hmm. but this this is going to demand more of us than just... So, one, you're correct. Um, two, some of what needs to happen is that people need to write articles such that working class people can, uh, can develop new... You see, here's the thing. So, I was talking to Hector Drummond a while ago, and... We were talking about every age being captive to its reigning metaphor. And I suggested that that one way that you can get get out of being captive to your reigning metaphor is to develop new literacies. So in the West, during the Industrial Revolution, we were captive to the reigning metaphor of machinery and industry 
and time and motion and steam and 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 all that all that stuff. And now in the in the in the computing age, we are captive to the metaphor of computing and computability and algorithms and um, you know uploading and downloading things into the brain as if it were a computer, which it is not. You know, um, and the way we we got out of the reigning metaphor of the last age was by developing new literacies about that system about those systems you know we we, we the the general level of knowledge about machinery and and steam and what have you came up some it didn't mean that everyone became a boilermaker it didn't mean that everyone became an expert on steam engines but it became over you know as yeah. a society we actually became smarter about that and so i don't want to i don't want to underestimate the degree to which ordinary folks can kind of can kind of look at a good analogy and get it you know, uh, Claire Fox, who uh, is just always excellent, uh, talked about that, talked about, you know, going up and down the country when she was uh, uh, doing her thing with, with, with the Brexit party and finding that like ordinary blue collar people went, us like, oh, yeah, we're having an argument about tariffs. You know, like, you know, we, we, so we, I don't th- I, I think we don't give people enough credit that, yeah, man, they'll go and do the research. They'll go and do the reading. They will. You know, the thing is that people in my industry, as it happens. I think because uh, we so look so much of this current age is driven by the machinery of computing, mm. which is which is a white collar type of system. You see, in the in the previous age, you know, the world of steam, the world of industry, was alien to a lot of people, but it was very much a blue collar world. And it was, and if you went from doing one kind of work, from doing farm work to being, uh, you know, a boiler mechanic, or something like that, then you were still, it was still a, 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 a blue collar thing. I think the problem yeah. now is that you have a lot of these, you know, uh, uh, just because of the way the country is developed. You know, I'm talking about the U.S. now. You know, it's like we we don't have a lot of touch points between um, blue collar guys like my dad. And guys like me, but that's not there's not, that's that's nothing. There's nothing inevitable about that. That's something that can be created. And so, one, I don't think we should underestimate the degree to which, yes, we do need to develop new forms of communication to to let people know to to pull the to to pull the curtain aside and to show people, you know, this thing that they're telling you is this big deal or whatever. It's not really this thing. This AI thing. You know what this is? This is algebra and statistics because that's what it is. That's what it is. Artificial intelligence is linear algebra and statistics. You know, people can understand that. They go, oh, this is math. It's not, the, the, the computer really isn't thinking. It's, it's doing math. That's all. You know, it's doing math and, yeah. and it's, it's gluing yeah. together a bunch of answers from actual people who are like, okay, you know, um, so that in conjunction with people like you forming new communities and, and, and forming new kind of publishing outlets, you know, going, going underground as it were, um, well, that, it, like, it, our thing, yeah. like our thing, like our thing, that we should, no, we should do it. Yes. Um, yes. I said, I said, I said that we should do it probably once a month in the first instance. And uh, I then got bogged down in details like what the design would look like. And you said, you well, don't worry about that. That'll, that'll. Right. But I, th- th- my, my big beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Correction. One of my big beefs about what's happened to the media that I've been part of for all my working life. So so we're talking 30 years here and it has undoubtedly changed. And I was I was looking back on the on the Telegraph when I used to write for it. Was it a golden age? Well, not necessarily the the I think that the the feature writing was probably a lot less sassy than than it is today i mean you know uh newspapers were a bit more staid yeah but at the same time i think there were values which have been lost but anyway that's that's a digression actually what bothers me particularly is i remember as a young man buying gq and esquire occasionally mm-hmm. and the reason i bought those magazines were they had lots of good kind of stuff on gadgets Yes. Lots of good stuff on fashion and lots of good stuff on um, diving with great white sharks. Um, my trip through the war zone, um, 
you know, hanging out with with Colombian cartels, this kind of shit. If you go and look at GQ now, they're all about. Well, there was there was an infamous one, wasn't there, where they had they had that racing driver um, thingy, you know, the, the current world champion. Um, uh, name's gone temporarily. Um, um, dressed, you know, dressed as a sort of uh, as a woman. Jesus, wearing, actually wearing a bloody dress. That that they they are they are gag inducingly politically correct. Ugh. And, and and they're they're worthy and they're telling men that you can't be you can't be masculine. Right. Actually, that's really bad, and you can't lust after women. You've got to wait till they kind of basically ask you out because this is the new world we live in. Yeah. And I would like to to produce a kind of magazine or online, or whatever. Well, we've discussed this, haven't we? And we're, yeah. we're, we're thinking on the same lines. Yes. Where yes. you can. Where where stuff is not tainted by left wing politics, and, and and the left has tainted everything. This is one of the reasons I formed the Foundationist Society in the first place was as a source of expertise and infrastructure to people who wanted to do this kind of thing. Okay, so yeah. you know, and and it, it's got to it's got to be an all in thing. It can't be just like one you know one magazine isn't going to cut it. We should do our thing. Yes, we should, um, but we need to. You know, other people who are like minded need to start uh, their own news outlets, need to need to really take this thing seriously and, and kind of go all in on it. Um, and and it's it, it, there's so a, got, a bit like pamphleteers. Well, exactly. Ex- right. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I think in, I sent you an the, email. I'm talking about our civil rule. Yeah, your, your civil, civil, the, the, the roundheads and the yeah exactly right so so yeah, the real civil war the real <laughs> the English civil war right uh, yeah. you know the the idea being that you know it, it's not look it's not even necessary for for the edifice for that the main the, the hated mainstream news media edifice to fall all the way over if enough of the spirit flees from the edifice it can stay right where it is but it casts less of a shadow. And there is. No, there, I agree. It's happening already, isn't it? It is. This is, this is happening already. I've I've actually had messages from my my Patreon. Sorry to keep bashing my Patreon, but uh, it's but I, I'm very excited about this. Where people say to me, "Look, you know, not only are you doing the right thing by by going on, on onto your Patreon, but also ultimately, when all this is over, you will have more." mainstream media credibility when you come back where when when what's left of the media mainstream media rebuilds itself and tries to rediscover its its credibility it's it's the people who are kind of clinging on i mean i'm not going to say toby toby's career is toast because you know but nevertheless i do look at some of my of my comrades in arms yeah and I think, you know, you're slightly making compromises in order to keep your ass safe. Yeah. And actually, are those compromises worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, the, we're always going to have the, there is the, the, the thing we have to watch out for is letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're always going to have people. You know, certain people will always be with us, right? Um, w- w- what matters is is that we shift the dynamic so that so so, so that again, there is a critical mass of informed people who are being informed by something other than than the than, than the official line. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that I can somehow just because I'm a tech and I know and I know how to how to how to kind of produce certain kinds of media that I'm I'm going to build something that's going to rival the New York Times. I, I don't have to rival the New York Times. Um, I can plant seeds, and you know, in other words, what we need is a Johnny Appleseed strategy. It's like, the, the, in other words, there, this thing needs to be disrupted from the bottom up, which means we seed, we seed, we seed. Um, like, how many people, how many people can start a, a local, uh, you know, news outlet, right, that just focuses on one thing? I have a friend uh, out west. Um, I won't say his name because he, I, he probably doesn't want to put on the spot, but he's he's a retired army colonel. And we talk on a regular basis, you know, very conservative guy, um, great human being. We always have a good time uh, talking on the phone. And um, and uh, he he talked about, you know, when he reads the news again, because, you know, having been in the army, having been a guy on the ground who commanded soldiers, having having worked in the Pentagon. Right. At some point in his career, um, there are certain things that he there are certain things that he wants to know. 
And he's like, you know, when he, he would like to be able to open up some news outlet and, and, and always see a certain set of facts. What is the current disposition of, of, of U.S. forces around the world? What is the current uh, economic situation? What is the, you know, certain kinds of metrics that you just always want to come back to? And it's devilishly hard to find those kinds of things. Now, how hard would it be to have something that was, that was kind of almost a dry, kind of thing like 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 uh like the CIA World Factbook or like Jane's Defense Weekly right where it just focused on th- these are some facts that you all every every week we're going to come up with this thing and th- you you'll just know these facts yeah. and and then and that 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 can be just one thing you know come on man a dozen half a dozen uh 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 geeks with a little bit of infrastructure could come out with that on some, on, on a regular basis. And then, you know, you, you cobble together these things. But here's the thing. I have to say, people like you have to be more aggressive, have to be less, have to be less fatalistic. Okay. Um, and have to be less more kind aggressive of more, and, and more aggressive. Like, you know, don't like you and I talked about doing our thing. Well, let's fucking do it, man. So, like seriously. And, and, and don't, you know, don't, don't allow that kind of, uh, uh, uh declinism. To get at you because inertia. that is because the inertia. because the, the inertia because that that's that is the enemy's advantage. Like the, like I said, these people are not that bright. Obviously, okay. So so you know if if they if they win this thing, if they win this thing, that's our fault. It's not. It's, it's like they, they they don't have. And, and I think sometimes I, I think that the, the vast conspiracy theories that we that we think up. You know the thing of like. I mean George Soros himself. Look, George Soros. Okay, he's got a lot of money. George Soros. I guarantee you the dude is not that bright. I guarantee you he's not that bright. He now he may be cunning with respect to money. He may be clever with with respect to making and holding on to money. But he's not that bright. There is a kind of a healthy contempt in which we must hold these people. Like, wait a minute, what, what am I, what am I giving this guy all this, you know, that he's doing this and he's doing that. He's like, what, listen, he's got a lot of money. When you, you take a lot of money and you put it behind a dumb idea, the idea is going to seem like it's amazing because it's flying around the stratosphere because it's got all this money behind it. I mean, it's a good idea. Again, with a big enough engine, even a brick will fly. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, um, I want, I want, I want, I want to hear less declinism and less, less, uh, uh, l- less fatalism and more. What are we going to do this week? What are we going to upload? What are we going to okay. upload to oh, a server this week and what. next? Yeah, pieces I would like to read on our on our site. Yeah. I would like to read read a piece by Tom Holland on not not Superman Tom Holland, but the the, the classical historian. Yeah, I want to know about just how gay the uh, the Greeks, the ancient Greeks were, oh, Jesus. Uh, and who were the gayest, um, and who were the, you know like like the the Theban band. And the Spartans, and 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 whether this was their gayness was, you know, just just stuff about gayness and, and war, basically. I think that's quite a good one. Um, and I would like anything by Victor Davis Hanson on 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 war and the classical world. Uh, one of my favourite Victor Hans- Davis Hanson books is a book called Culture and Carnage, or Carnage and Culture, Culture. which is about how how free people will always fight better than slaves, which is why, you know, ever since, well, um, Salamis, for example, yeah. where, where against the odds, the Greek city-states beat the might of the Persian Empire. Why? Because, well, those Persian, those Persian ships were, 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 were rowed by, powered by slaves, slaves and, yeah. and they just didn't, the Greeks were fighting for shit. So um, I'm trying to think what else. You know something about tanks. Uh, there seems to be a war theme coming up. Mm, <laughs> something yeah. about something about gentlemen's gentlemen's gear. So, oh, something about movies. St- stuff that stuff that we can read and and not go. Oh, that's a bloody lefty who wrote that piece, and he's he's he's, he's put gender politics into it, and 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 he's made he's making ghastly political points about gayness in this in the spartan article i don't want to, i don't want that stuff i just want to know you know how gay were the were the, were the ancient greeks <laughs> all right so you so you me? so you well not not quite <laughs> listen listen hey i'm gonna you know something i'm gonna i know i'm not gonna say my friend's name uh uh the retired uh colonel from out west but i am going to read from some of what he he emailed me because we had this discussion about the news and 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 oh, yeah. what have you and how dissatisfied he was so talking about things he feels he needs to know that he's not getting from anyone from any one source uh well one of course you know which writers he can trust oh, when you when you read it yeah 
Can you read it in a, in a kind of retired colonel's voice? I like no, to think no, of this guy no, no, on I'm, Hamburg I'm, Hill. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it in a retired colonel's voice. <laughs> so uh, so uh, uh, must know which writers I can trust to give me the true data with decent analysis. Then some kind of worldview that quickly grabs me: the elements of power, economic power, current value of the dollar as a, a compared to major currencies: euro, Japanese yen, probably South Korean won, probably pound, maybe the ruble. Trade balance, national debt to include uh, all unfunded liabilities. This, these numbers compared to about three of the best performers worldwide, right? Um, political power, where we are strong, where we are weak, maybe three to five of each. Focused on, focus on Asia, then Europe. Domestic political power, maybe a quick look at three to five others, not just Republican versus Democrat, but maybe something of an international trend with Britain and Israel in the mix. Then military power, the 35-ish ongoing combats with the nature of the opposing sides, um, emerging military powers, Chinese Navy, maybe India's naval initiatives. A quick look at the size of our Navy and the trends up or down. Um, do we have anything like a national strategy? Does Asia, does Europe? Cultural power, signs of in- international dis- dissatisfaction with American entertainment, theater, and music, standards of conduct. Um, domestic cultural power, who seems to be winning and why, trying to stay with metrics, okay? These are some of the things where, again, we don't have to have necessarily like, like, you know, a long kind of academic essay on, you know, what does it mean for da 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 Just like, you know, a, a couple of pages in a PDF document that comes out once a month where this is the breakdown. You know, you can go elsewhere for the essays and the in the long kind of NPR type thing of, of, of whatever. But just that's, like that's look. That's totally cool. That's totally cool. And I, I, I was, you know, I. I, I wouldn't say I was getting hard um, during hey, that. Hey, easy, that, that easy. Take it easy. Mentally, Take it I, easy. Mentally, no, no. <laughs> what I was saying, what, what I'm saying is I, I really like that idea. It sounded really good. And to a degree, it's what the spectator does. The spectator is, Fraser Nelson, the editor, is very keen on on, on metrics. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, all, I'm all for that. It, it's a, but it's a sidebar. Um, it's also very hard to, it's very hard to, you know, I mean, if your guy can produce that stuff, whoop de do. I just think you're going to have your work cut out no, 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 to find no, this, out somebody was, capable. Well, well you of see, this is and this is and, and okay, that's why you lose. That's why what you just said right there. That's why you lose. All right, mm-hmm. L- listen, listen. No, I'm, um, no, I'm not. I'm saying it's it's your job to find that. Person no, 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 no. It's, it's not. No, no, no. No, I'm um, saying I'm saying it's not my job because every because you have however many people going to listen to this podcast. Someone in in, in your country, someone in mine, m- maybe multiple teams of people at the same time might say, "Hang on a second. We we know so and so who used to be in the army. I know so and so used to be in the SAS. Who, whatever. We're talking on this planet sized network, are we not? You know, we're communicating with those people. You have however many Twitter followers. I have how many Twitter Twitter followers. So what I'm saying is that you still tell me about obstacles. And I'm talking about this is what is available to be done. And this is and th- these are small pieces of testable work. It doesn't have to be a full length thing like the spectator. It can be a two page PDF that comes out every week or every month or what have you. All right. So so I'm telling you, man, it's like and and every, anyone listening to this, it's like if if you think, oh, yeah, but what about the data? Then that's why you lose. That's why even the New York Times, as pathetic as it's become, can beat you. That If, if that's how you think about this, then that's why you lose. And that's why you're going to lose. And you're going to keep losing. Well, don't forget. Yeah. Don't forget, I'm not as clever as you because I can't. I can't write Python. You don't yeah. have to know Python. That's what I'm here for. What you got to do okay. is to is to get rid of this kind of dreary. See, part of it is the weather in your country. Just <laughs> this dreary, listen, rainy. We've had kind nothing of... but sun. Listen, hmm. we've had nothing but sunshine. I'm 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 currently almost as dark as you probably are. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Yeah, I am. We've had. We've had, it's that global warming we've all been promised. I know, but listen, I think, look, I'm going to go and make a cup of tea now. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed our chat. I think what you say is great. And and you you were absolutely right to put me in my place there uh, as regards my negativity, because Mm -hmm. you're right. Mm -hmm. All we need to do is ask somebody. We just sort of, in a way, we sort of contract out, don't we? We say, okay, we need somebody to provide these metrics. Who wants to do it? 
Listen, a bit all like the, your um, other thing that you know. Exactly. All the tools, all the tools are there yeah. for us to do this. Now, if, you know, you, you, people have to be compensated. That's a separate question. But even then, man, come on. In your in your in your social circle, you can find a few people from whom you can raise some money to say, "Listen, I'm gonna. Pre- I want to produce a pilot run of six episodes or six issues of whatever something. Can you know? Can we go around and raise some money so I can pay these journalists to write pieces and to do what? And you know, again, you you you're in the situation. I'm not. I'm just saying that, like, you need to start thinking, how can we, instead of thinking, yeah, but, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the, there's going to be barriers, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be things, but, but you know, change your thinking. you got to change your thinking because, because, the, enemy, because the enemy is not going to rest. The enemy is not standing still just because Neil Ferguson got caught with his pants down, literally. So, what's, so you know, that, so, okay, we, we've, we've, got a, we've got a temporary um, victory. Okay, well, all victories are temporary. Okay, so what's next? What's our counter? Let's go. That's to be. That's for the next episode. That's for the next we'll, episode. We'll, we'll exactly. That's right. Because um, how long? Look, how long? Have we, how long have we talked for now? About five hours. No, no, no. We've only we've been on about an hour. We, we got on at about eleven, well, exactly. eleven thirty yeah. something. Yeah. So we've been on, we're on for about an hour. Yeah. Okay. okay All right, man. Good. It's it's um, good to talk to you as always. Yeah, I think that's great. Listen. I love you. I love you, Mike. And and listen, strap on those Willie Pete. You know what Willie Pete are. <laughs> white phosphorus. White white and phosphorus. And then, and then, grenades. I've noticed yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, why is it white phosphorus racist? Huh? <laughs> what is it? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. See. Well we'll get some special we'll get black some black phosphorus for you, okay? <laughs> get some black phosphorus. Hey, what does what does black phosphorus what does it what does it do? I don't know, but it's, do, it's do got to it, be Do you think it's more evil? It's <laughs> It's got to be more. It's evil, got to it? be. It's more of everything. Yeah. It's more. It's more. Is more of what you're fighting for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. All okay. right, brother. Right. All right. Talk to you. Bye. Okay. Bye.